From years of anxiety to warrior and mentor, Bradley Robinson created the Anxiety Project to help you end your anxiety naturally. Let's mold the new you and let's end anxiety together. Hello and welcome to the Anxiety Project podcast number 82. I am Brad Robinson and today I'm talking about health anxiety. What is health anxiety? Now, if you've been following me, you already know what health anxiety is, but it's always important to ingrain this information. It's important to re-listen to other podcasts over and over. It's also important for me to tackle health anxiety from all angles so that you know what it is very deeply within your unconscious mind. That's my goal. My goal is to unravel health anxiety and what to do to overcome health anxiety. Health anxiety is an irrational and obsessive worry over your health. It's also known as hypochondria. Health anxiety can impact your life greatly. For me, when I was suffering from health anxiety, I would wake up every morning and immediately check in on my body to see if that pain or sensation is still there. Throughout the day, I would ask family, friends, what the sensation could be. What if it is this cancer? What if it is this deadly disease? Then I would Google the sensation. I would go to the doctors multiple times. And I would avoid going outside to the mall, to the coffee shop, as much as possible. I would even avoid going to work. That's how serious it became for me. I would avoid calling in to my union for work. And I would make excuses in my mind that seemed rational to me. But little did I know, those irrational thoughts fit with my belief, my many beliefs, which I will get into later. And another bad habit I would do is look for odd-looking freckles or moles on my body. Since our bodies are so unique, you're going to find these strange-looking moles or birthmarks. Through the eyes of a health anxiety sufferer, they perceive that slight discoloration or mark as being life-threatening. There was one point in my life where I would pay attention to this little tiny mole on my knee. It was kind of clear. It didn't look like any other mole I had. It was light in color. Didn't seem like it was hurting me or anything, but through my eyes, through the eyes of an anxiety sufferer, I saw that mole as being a threat just because it looked a little funny. Doesn't mean it's actually a threat, but... I was constantly looking out 
for the worst case scenario. A health anxiety sufferer believes they are unhealthy. So any sensation or mark on the body gets misinterpreted as a threat. The perspective of a hypochondriac is narrow. I had a narrow mind. I filter in the information that fits with that identity, the identity of being unhealthy. I would react with strong emotion to that billboard on the street that mentions cancer. I would react to a conversation in a coffee shop about someone being in the hospital. So when I was suffering from health anxiety in my past, I'd be at a coffee shop, hanging out. There would be a group of people in the corner talking about how somebody got into the hospital or somebody has this disease. And then all of a sudden I would perk up, pay attention. What? I might have that. You know, what's going on with them? That information suited my identity. I was always looking out for that information because I was suffering from health anxiety. I was suffering believing that I was unhealthy, that something horrible is wrong with me because of these sensations, because how I was feeling on a day-to-day basis. So I was attracted to and very reactive to those negative stories around me. Maybe it's at work. Maybe it's on the subway. You perk up. Or maybe it's even in the newspaper. You're attracted to those negative stories because they have some meaning to you, right? They have some sort of deep connection to you and you can't really figure it out why. But now you know it fits with your identity. Now, health anxiety can lead to agoraphobia. And now agoraphobia is when you avoid public places. You avoid going out to the shopping mall because you're afraid of having a heart attack. And while you're having that heart attack, making a fool of yourself while you do it. You know, the two greatest fears of a health anxiety sufferer, mortality, the fear of dying, and social judgment other people judging you, the eyes of other people judging you when you are having that heart attack, quotation marks, right? When you are out at that shopping mall and you feel funny and all of a sudden panic strikes, you run out of there because you don't want anybody else to notice, you know, what is, what's going on with you. You don't want to embarrass yourself in front of other people. That was huge for me. So, People then resort back to their safe zone, their home. They stay in their home and then they avoid going out into public places because they don't want to fear. They fear that potential heart attack and making a fool of themselves while having that heart attack, right? They're, fear, they're, they're, they're afraid of dying and that social judgment. So 
for me, when I was suffering from health anxiety, I believed that I was weak. I believed that I was unhealthy and that I was never going to overcome this. I believed it because it just became my new normal. I woke up every morning with the same sensations, the same fears, the same catastrophic thoughts, and every day became the same. Then I became dependent on other people for that reassurance. I became dependent on those junk foods for that feel-good moment. I was dependent on those negative friends for those reassurance uh, with for their opinions and I was dependent on those negative friends just as an escape, right? Just to escape the responsibilities that I'm just unconsciously avoiding, okay? I was definitely weak-minded. My old self was weak-minded. And I had a lot to learn. That's important. I had a lot to learn. I was so narrow-minded I had to begin strengthening my mind and my body. I had to add more evidence to why I am healthy, to why I am strong, confident, and powerful. I have to act it out in the world in order to believe it, for, in order for that to ingrain in my unconscious mind. I also believed that this health anxiety was a mental illness. It's not. It's not a mental illness. It's wrongful programming. You've practiced anxiety for a long time. Certain traumatic moments from your past has impacted your mental health today. You're holding on to a part of the past, which I'll get into in just a moment. I believed... It was the end-all, be-all that I was never going to change. Have you ever heard the saying, you can't teach a dog new tricks? You'll never change. People don't change. These beliefs were something that I heard regularly, whether it was at school, from teachers. Doesn't matter. What matters is that this is false. Our brains are neuroplastic. We can rewire the neural pathways in our brain. We can unlearn something and then we can learn something new. I also believed that what I had was rare, this illness, because the doctors couldn't figure it out. They, they thought, you know, Brad, we got your test bag, you're healthy. Well, I didn't I don't feel healthy. The sensation's still there. I, I gotta get it checked out again. So I believed that what I what I had was rare. It's not. It's not rare. Health anxiety affects one in five people. I know a few people from my childhood that suffer from health anxiety. It's very common. So why do people get health anxiety and how do they overcome it? Well, there's a part of you that is still attached and holding on to something from your past, a traumatic memory. Also, 
It can also mean a highly emotional event. So that traumatic memory was a highly emotional event. Now, why? Why are we holding on to this traumatic event? Why is this resulting in your health anxiety? Well, you haven't yet learned the lesson from this particular event. You are still holding on to a part of you, a part of the world you don't understand. So you're still holding on to a, a part of the world from your past that you don't understand. You haven't learned the lesson yet. A part of you is still stuck back in that past. Your threat detection system is still signaling you danger, danger, and you must tell and show your mind that there is, in fact, no danger. Your threat detection system is constantly active, and this is because you're holding on to a part of the past that, that you still haven't learned yet. This event is still causing your threat detection system to activate. Danger, danger. There's a threat. Pay attention. Pay attention. And then your body sends out these sensations, these strange sensations that then you misinterpret as being life-threatening. It's a vicious cycle. It's a vicious cycle. And then that snowballs into many other sensations. And then you can't really pinpoint where this all started. But little do you know that there's this event that happened in your past. Maybe it was from your childhood. Maybe it was from a, a month ago. Any time, any period in your life, there was this highly emotional event, this traumatic event that you haven't dealt with. Maybe it was something from your childhood where something happened with your parents. Maybe somebody got ill and that was highly traumatic. Maybe someone in your family had health anxiety and then ingrained these beliefs within you. Whatever it is, it impacted you and, and a part of you is stuck in the past. So how can we overcome this? Well, you must relive the event in your mind. Now, first I want to talk about the emotions that come with this past traumatic event. So have you ever had a moment in your life where you're just walking down the road or you're on the subway going to work, wherever you are, and you get stuck in this trance from a emotional memory in your past. Maybe it was an embarrassing moment from high school and it just pops up in your mind and you're like caught in that memory and you feel the emotions you felt when that event took place. You feel embarrassed. You feel angry, sad, anxious, whatever it is. And then a minute minute or two later, you come out of the trance and then you continue walking and then you're kind of in a bad mood now. You're kind of like, oh man, that, 
you know, this day is not so good. It's because this this memory hasn't yet been learned. You've not extracted out the lessons from this memory. You haven't dealt with it. You haven't reframed it. So this memory pops up in your mind from your unconscious, and your unconscious is telling you, hey, Brad, you haven't dealt with this memory yet. Please pay attention. Deal with this so that I can let it go. But my old self, and like most people nowadays, they push the memory back down and continue on with their day. And maybe later on in the day, a day later or a week later, the memory pops back up from your unconscious and your unconscious is saying, hey, there's this memory here. Let's get rid of it. And then once again, you push it back down and it's unresolved. So, You must relive the event in your mind to release the event. You must feel the emotions that you felt when the event took place. When you relive a past experience, the same emotions you felt back then will reemerge. And in my coaching sessions, I see it all the time where when I help my client reframe a past highly traumatic event they start to cry they start to get angry they start to feel the emotions it's horrible it's a lot of distress but those emotions are important because we can't hide from them if we hide from them they are going to impact your day we must face them and face them courageously, and then reframe the event so that we can dis- we can learn the lessons, but also release that traumatic energy from the body. So you have to go back into that unknown territory, the territory of the event, and extract the lessons that were never learned before. Now, that you've reframed the experience, learned the lesson and released that baggage, that part of you that was still holding on to that past is now released. It's gone. Then people always tell me, Brad, you know, I feel lighter. I feel good. I feel like I'm a new person. And I'm like, yes, that's exactly what it is. You've just released something that was weighing you down for a long time. That traumatic event was causing those specific sensations within the body. Once you learn the lesson and reframe that event, those certain sensations disappear those certain sensations are linked to that event. There are some Chinese doctors that can actually tell you the traumatic event you are holding on to just by the certain sensation and its location in the body. Now that is is so interesting and so true that 
aches in your stomach region, that pain in your shoulder or your neck or your lower back can be linked to a certain event from your past. You're still holding on to something very powerful. So I just want to end with this. There is a massive difference between facing something accidentally and purposefully. Now, when you go back to the original event, you're doing this purposefully. You're venturing into the unknown to gain the wisdom that was not yet obtained. When you do this, you discover how exactly you can deal with it. So in my coaching sessions, I would guide my client through this event. I would, I would say to them, go back to the event. Go through the event. Let all the emotions come up. And then we will go through the event from beginning to end in a different manner. We will go through the event the way my client wants the event to go. So in my case, one time I reframed that art gallery panic attack that I always talk about on this podcast. And when I went back to the event, I imagined myself confident and I imagined the day the way I wanted it to go. I felt better. I released that baggage that I was holding on to. And then at the end, I would go over the lessons I learned. And then after that, I would open my eyes and get myself out of that meditative state and I would feel lighter, more grounded, more in the present moment. And that's where I'm going to leave you on today's podcast episode. Thank you so much for being here. Remember to leave a rating on iTunes and a comment and make sure you check out the YouTube channel, the Anxiety Project YouTube channel, and subscribe there for everything anxiety recovery related. And then I'm going to leave you with this. Do not let anxiety define who you are. I will see you on the next podcast episode. Bye for now. Brad's powerful anxiety recovery program is available at unpluganxiety.com. The Anxiety Project program is downloadable and puts the power of anxiety recovery in your own hands. What are you waiting for? Visit unpluganxiety.com for more details. Recovery starts now.